Hey ladies, welcome to the Losing Fat on Plants podcast. So happy to have you join me. My name is Jennifer and I'm a certified fat loss nutrition coach. I created this podcast for the menopausal woman who's maintaining a fully or partly plant-based diet, but is still struggling like I once did to lose fat because of cycling sugar binges. Menopausal weight gain is for real, and it's more than just calories in, calories out. Hormones, stress, and lifestyle are factors that can affect our appetite and complicate how we feel and behave around food, especially during our midlife. Come on, sister, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If your appetite has increased, you're craving foods high in sugar, and you can't stop overeating, then you're in the right place. Lady friend. Don't spend precious time feeling miserable about how you look and your weight. Instead, join me each week as I share evidence-based strategies to help you manage your sweet tooth on a plant-based diet while keeping it real. You don't have to give up your favorite desserts. Let me show you how you can enjoy sweets guilt-free while on your journey towards losing fat on plants. Hope to see you there. Take care. Hey ladies, welcome to the Losing Fat on Plants podcast. This is the very first episode that I'm posting today, and I'm totally excited to finally get it out there. Whether you're um, accidentally finding your way to my podcast or you were purposely looking for tips to support you with losing weight, I feel privileged to have the opportunity to have your ear and really hope that you stick around for the long run. So thank you for taking the time to listen. Um, I'm going to jump right in. For this first episode, I wanted to share my go-to strategy for achieving fat loss and any goal you set for any area of your life. So I wanted to make sure that we are all starting off on the same page with what I mean by strategy. The strategy is not the formula or exact procedure for losing fat. The strategy is the framework or system within which you operate in order to reach your goal. So the Wikipedia definition of strategy is a general plan to achieve one or more long-term or overall goals under conditions of uncertainty. So if you don't know the exact formula for achieving a specific goal, the strategy or plan that you design helps you get there. It's not until you reach the goal that you know for sure what the tools, practices, and action steps are that you need to achieve your goal. So again, be careful not to get it twisted. There is a clear definition or or a clear difference between strategy and formula. Strategy is the plan for losing fat. Formula is the exact action you need to take to lose the fat. I won't go into detail about the formula in this first episode because I I want to concentrate on how you go about designing your plan, but I will discuss it further in the second episode. But stay tuned until the end of this episode when I reveal how you move from a strategy to a formula in order to know the exact steps to reach your goal. 
Now, as I was preparing the outline for this episode, I noticed that there were a lot of parallels between starting my podcast and the strategy I used or followed to to lose fat. The strategy itself was actually not planned. I stumbled upon it through trial and error, trying to find out what was working for me and what didn't work. And as I reached my goal and continued to manage my eating habits and keep the weight off, I was able to see the entire process from a more objective bird's eye view. And funny enough, I realized that the strategy I used was one that most people who reach their goals use. In fact, it's the process that we all go through when trying to transform. Perhaps we don't go through each phase in the same order, but we definitely go through them when we're serious about making a change. So you might be asking yourself, well, if we all follow the same strategy, when we want to reach a goal, why do some of us succeed and others don't? The only difference between those that succeed and those that don't succeed using the same strategy is that those who achieve their goals execute the plan and don't give up. You've most likely heard the quote in some form of another coined by Vince Lombardi. He's an American football coach who was known for his really strong determination in leading the Green Bay Packers to multiple championships and Super Bowl victories. And he often said, winners never quit and quitters never win. It's like the simplest sentence ever, but yet so true. We can't reach our goals if we give up before we reach them. Remember, the strategy is not the formula. It's simply the framework within which you operate. As you continue to work within the plan, you will find out the formula for achieving your goal. You cannot find it out if you quit before you determine the right action steps to get there. When I considered doing the podcast, I wasn't sure if I would even be able to get the first episode out. (laughs) I knew that by doing the podcast, there was the potential to reach a lot of women who could benefit from it, but I wasn't sure if I would have the stamina to actually stick it out. And yes, it's still left to be seen whether or not I do stick it out. But my first goal was to simply get one episode completed and then take it from there. But even to start the first episode, there was a lot I needed to figure out and I was completely overwhelmed. Yet I knew if I wanted to reach my goal of producing my first episode and many more to come, quitting is not an option. I have to keep pushing forward. So I wanted to make sure that I had a clear plan or strategy in place to keep my focus and reduce the overwhelm. The strategy I use consists of five core phases. The first one is clarify intention and define your goal. The second one, outline action steps and execute them. The third one, assess and evaluate where you are. The fourth one, seek support. And the fifth and final one, modify and adjust. 
The first phase in the strategy is to clarify your intention and define your goal. In the case of this podcast, I needed to be clear about what my purpose is, who I want to reach, and what results I'm trying to achieve. Clarifying my intention and defining my goal gave me direction and helped me to structure my next steps. Without a purpose and a defined target, you're moving along without any guidance or navigation. It would be like getting into a car and driving without knowing where you're going. You burn gas or energy in this case, following other cars and making turns that take you from the path. And once your gas runs out, you may not even know where you are or be where you want to be. Or you may have turned in so many circles that you're not even far from where you started off and you lost all of your fuel. Once I clarified my intention and defined my goal, I was better able to structure my podcast and set a direction with a clear destination. So the second phase in the framework is outlining the action steps and executing them. I needed to brainstorm what I would need to do to get the podcast up and running. I had completely no clue where to begin with the podcast. So I Googled and I YouTubed until I had some ideas. For example, um, yeah, first I needed to come up with a podcast title. I needed to create artwork for the podcast. I needed to find a podcast platform, um, get editing software or purchase a microphone, etc. All of these steps needed to be clearly laid out. And once I had my steps clearly laid out and simplified so that I understood them, there was no confusion about the process. I only needed to execute them. And whether I would need to add steps or eliminate steps, delegate the tasks or whatever, it's not so important because this can be decided later. I just needed to get the action on paper. The action steps are the navigational tools that you need to get started. If you're in a car, you need to know how you're going to get from point A to point B. The directions help you get there. Think of the steps or the action steps as the directions. The third phase in the strategy is to assess and evaluate where I am. Testing the microphone to see if it produces good sound quality, for example, Checking if the artwork fits my brand, evaluating if the podcast title was clear and concise, and if my audience would be able to find me if they did a search with keywords. These are all factors that need to be considered in order to determine if the steps I took worked or not. So while I'm evaluating, I'm determining if the steps are helpful, and if not, I need to get rid of them or change them. If I'm driving in the car, I need to be checking the directions and looking to see if I'm getting closer to my destination. If I notice that I'm far from where I should be on the map and going in the opposite direction, which has happened to me before, I need to regroup, get my orientation and realign with my goal. 
The fourth phase in the strategy is to seek support. If in the third phase of assessment and evaluation, you discover that you don't know where you are and you're far from where you want to be and don't know how to get there because your directions are missing steps or the steps are not getting you to where you want to go, support can get you back on track. I sought expert advice for the different types of recording software, as well as microphone specifications. And when I got stuck, I simply asked people who I knew had experience with the techie stuff. The expert and communal support basically helped to keep my focus. It gave me better direction and it motivated me to continue when I was confronted with challenges. So if you get lost in the car during your trip, asking someone who appears to know the area you're traveling in can help you to get back to the main road where you need to continue to reach your destination. The fifth and final phase in the strategy is to modify and adjust the plan. In other words, make changes where improvement is needed. Tweaking, repairing, and nurturing the plan is necessary to ensure better performance. For example, in the evaluation phase, I discovered that the sound quality of my original microphone was not that great. Um, I wasn't sure whether I would need to get a new microphone or if I needed to purchase better editing software. I had no clue. So in the fourth phase, I sought advice and support. And once I got feedback and solutions, I made the necessary changes by replacing the microphone. The fifth step helps you to refine the process. It increases efficiency and it ensures optimization simply by keeping those action steps that are helpful, eliminating those steps that aren't, or by replacing steps with better ones. If your car, for example, is not running optimally, you need to take it to the auto shop. You get it inspected and the technician will repair your car or replace parts that need to be fixed or give it a tune-up in order to get get it back to running properly and performing optimally. So the second, third, fourth, and fifth phases are repeated over and over until you reach your destination or goal. When I lost weight, these steps applied as well, but it was not as straightforward as I mentioned in the beginning. I didn't have a plan as clearly laid out as I did when setting up the podcast. When I lost weight, it took some time before I learned how to keep it off for good. I eventually figured out the necessary behavior skills needed to manage my weight consistently, but not before making a lot of mistakes, learning various strategies, experimenting, stopping and starting, applying things I learned from the nutrition coach program I participated in, and then putting it all to the test on my own life. At some point, um, I'll tell you my entire story, but for the sake of bringing this podcast to an end, I'll just condense my weight loss journey um, just to demonstrate how this same strategy helped me to lose fat. So I had always been active from my teenage years to adulthood. Um, When I moved from New York City to Germany with my husband and my two sons, I was 
all of a sudden challenged with adjusting to a new culture and language while staying at home with the kids for the first time and leaving my career behind in the U.S. After some time, I started medical school, but I had to give it up and pivot after four years because I didn't pass the board exam and I was completely depressed and immediately started working again and had to balance a new career with family life. And it became more and more difficult to to juggle all of the moving parts. And food naturally became my comforter. And with the food came weight gain. It was inevitable because I continued to overeat in order to escape. It wasn't until my skin started to worsen that I started to pay closer attention to the food I was eating and my lifestyle. I had always had eczema my entire life, but my skin was the worst it had ever, ever been. And I was gaining weight despite regular exercise. So I knew something was wrong and I had to get better. So after doing research online and seeking medical advice, I was diagnosed with having low histamine sensitivity. I started to check which foods I was sensitive to, and I began slowly weeding them out of my diet, like starting with meat and and dairy products. And for months after adjusting my diet, my skin didn't improve at all. It did not get better at all. In fact, the irritation increased in intensity, and I remember scratching and scratching to the point of bleeding, um, going to bed uh, with tears in my eyes, sore and with hands, you know, and my neck and, and face and arms and legs on fire because of the intensity of the infection. But after a year of sticking to the plan, my skin eventually healed and I lost weight. I would have given up all hope had it not been for the testimonies from other women who claimed to have seen improvements in their own skin condition after going at least one full year on a fully plant-based diet. So prayer and their success stories were the magic ingredients that pushed me forward. And during this time, I decided to take a nutrition fitness course and get my certification as a fitness nutrition coach. And I'd always loved fitness and I found nutrition to be very interesting, but I never had formal training in it. So it was during this course that I learned about the core elements of optimal nutrition and I started to apply them to my own diet. And it wasn't easy at all on the road to losing weight, especially with increased sugar cravings as I started to develop menopausal symptoms. It meant that I had to learn how to manage overeating, especially during times of stress, since I conditioned myself to eat for comfort when I was feeling any uncomfortable emotions. But I discovered that nutrition and exercise were just one part of the equation, creating and maintaining lifestyle habits that were both conducive to fat loss and help manage stress was just as important and in some cases more. So I lost 25 pounds and did not need to eliminate sugar completely from my diet or 
food groups like fats or carbohydrates. Um, I didn't need to count calories or macros or include any strenuous exercise. I simply needed to follow the strategy, stay consistent and not give up. I felt incredibly empowered. I realized I not only have the tools to protect myself from my own self-sabotaging habits, but I also know the exact steps to keep me consistent, not perfect, but consistent. This means even when I'm off track with my weight or off plan with my eating, I know what I have to do to keep going in the right direction. And this is incredibly liberating. So coming full circle, the strategy or framework I outlined for reaching a goal, like in the case of posting my first episode, applies to losing fat as well. I told you that when I achieved my goal, I saw that I followed a similar strategy, but not in the same order. But you'll see once you make the decision to lose fat and you start to take action, the phases will overlap and you'll go through them at different stages on your journey. What's important though, is that you know your destination, that the steps are clearly laid out so that as you take action and adjust your steps, you're clear in what direction you're going so that you don't get off get off track. I first needed to clarify what my intention was for healing my skin and losing weight. I knew I wanted to get better and I was certain it started with my nutrition. So my goal was to improve my diet and my eating habits. Secondly, I needed to brainstorm what steps I needed to take to achieve my goal of a better diet and better eating behavior. Knowing what to eat is just half of the story. Um, Changing your eating habits and building the right behavior skills to support weight loss and stay consistent is the other half. And I would even say the more important half. So I brainstormed using ideas from past experience as a fitness instructor and from what I learned in my nutrition course, outlining steps for losing fat, and I took action. Thirdly, I assessed and evaluated all results and any outcome or progress during my journey, noting it in my journal every day if I lost or gained weight, what foods I ate on plan and off plan, and what happened in my day that affected what I ate. Fourthly, I would adjust my eating plan, my daily workout, or my to-do list based on the previous day's outcome, trying to improve what was working or not working with the help of expert advice I received or tips from other women who were on the same journey. For example, if on day one, I observed during the assessment and evaluation phase that I ate off plan and it resulted in overeating, I would reflect and try to modify my meal plan to reduce the overeating. So this might mean ensuring I was getting enough nutrients and satiating foods like starchy vegetables and fiber. Um, I would ensure that I was maybe satisfying my sweet tooth. I have a sweet tooth, Um, but I would, I would try to satisfy it in the most healthiest way possible to reduce cravings and overeating. I would try to ensure I 
reduced any potential stress um, during my day by um, planning eight hours of sleep prior to my day, um, controlling my work hours so that I'm not burned out and stressed at the end of the day and looking for relief with food. I would plan an afternoon walk during the day to ensure movement so that I can decompress, um, get fresh air, get a change of scenery and rejuvenate. So the adjustment comes after assessing and evaluating your progress and then identifying the areas that need improvement, like in the case of overeating, and then modifying your plan or steps to resolve the issue. Fifthly and finally, if I needed support to address any problems with my diet, I would research expert advice online or consult other coaches in my Facebook group and then apply the knowledge or tips to my own situation. What also helped was being able to talk with other women who were going through the same thing, hearing inspiration from them or even learning from their mistakes. It was always good to hear what they had gone through and how they were able to um, overcome any obstacles. And what was also good was being on the receiving end of encouragement. You know, women who would say, you've got this, um, you know, you, you can do it, you can make it. So it motivated me and I didn't feel alone. And what's important to remember, as I mentioned in the way beginning is no matter how difficult it became, I continued on the path until I started seeing results. And once I did, I tweaked things wherever I needed to, to ensure that my strategy was as efficient and effective as possible. So as I promised, I I wanted to reveal to you how you get from a strategy to a formula. And the answer is, Once the strategy is tested and proven to work, it becomes a formula, a formula for success to achieve your goal and to repeat it over and over if you get off track. So until you have the experience from taking action, you won't have the clarity you need to succeed. You ultimately need to know what works and what doesn't. And until then, a plan or a goal is only a theory and a dream. You need the experience to put the theory to the test. A clear, laid out strategy that will guide your steps is the best way to go. And without support, whether that's accountability, expert advice, um, you know, communal guidance or encouragement, the journey is that much harder and longer and you're much likelier to give up. Consistency is the key. And support can help you stay on track. So by clarifying the goal, outlining the steps, taking action, revising your steps as you go along, seeking support and expert advice, and never giving up, you will reach your goal as long as it's attainable. But we know that fat loss is attainable. I'm living proof that you can do it too. So please feel free um, and welcome and embraced on the Losing Fat on Plants podcast. 
Here you will receive not only strategies and tips, but the encouragement and support you need during your journey. So I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you benefited from it in any way, please leave a review and share with a friend who you think might enjoy it as well. Um, But definitely stay tuned until next week when I share my own exact formula for how I lost fat on plants. Stay healthy and blessed. And remember, during your fat loss journey, no matter what you accomplish, whether you fail or succeed, healthy and guilt-free tastes and feels better. Take care. 